And hello again and welcome to Life with Horses, the podcast that comes to you on Tuesdays and Thursdays and is all about the joys of living with horses. My name is Ivanka Menken and this podcast is brought to you by Horsesstore.com. Let's see what's happening today. not warm here it's I think we got to a maximum of 13 degrees today and it was one of those days yesterday where we we had to just you just have to push through and you have to go out and ride the ponies regardless of the rain or the cold or the the low-lying cloud you have to do it anyway so That's the voice of Jane Beaumont, who moved from Queensland to Canada. And as you can hear, she's getting ready for winter. Uh, It is October, so that means that they're deep, deep in their autumn or fall, as they call it in Canada. And uh, Jane is telling us all about what it's like to have a life with horses in Canada. So let's listen to what Jane has to say, shall we? It's been a very interesting transition for sure. Um, when before we left Australia, we we did some research because we were we knew we were coming to Vancouver, and we knew that we wanted to connect with people fairly quickly. Um, we'd also spoken to some wonderful friends from our pony club, Burp and Gary Pony Club, who had spent some time in the in the US and in Canada, and they. They really said um, that, that uh, Vancouver and, and the North Americas is a real hub for show jumping, which is what mm. Luke and my daughter is really into. So we, I googled, um, I just went onto the Equestrian Canada website and had a look for coaches, high performance coaches, and they actually have a really good system here where you have coaches that teach at different levels, similar to Australia, but um, I suppose they have an assessment form on the Equestrian Canada website, which helps you to understand what level your child is at and your level of knowledge. So then you can find a coach that suits those factors. Uh, I suppose similar to the... Oh, that's good. It is really good. And, yeah, I think it's a great idea. Um, so we, so I did that and then I realised that Lucy was really sort of a high-performance coach. Um, and again, they have different levels here of that. So um, I, I emailed a lady called Linda DeBoer, um, who's Dutch, and uh, she, she's a show jumping and a hunter jumper coach uh, mm-hmm. in the industry. And I emailed her at Blue Moon Stables in Pitt Meadows, and she sent me this lovely email back. The first week we got to Vancouver. We, we, I think we were here for three days and then we went out to meet her at the barn. <laughs> meet her lovely big, big warm bloods, big heavy boned animals. It's, you know, beautiful breeding. Um, and just connect with her. And, and she has been just that wonderful bridge for Lucy and for us of, of you know, finding our feet in the horse world here in Vancouver. So that's probably the beginning of, you know, of, of it for us here because of Lucy's interest and and my interest it was important to be very intentional about the transition um, mm. so behind the the ponies in Australia in the good care of wonderful friends um, you know we needed to find a replacement friend for Lucy because even though yeah. she's very competitive 
she they're also um they're her friends you know it's it's um, a relationship she has with the horse so we really wanted to find a barn or you know like an adjustment center or a barn that um gave lucy the opportunity to make friends with people as well as have that relationship with another horse and uh, we didn't know that was going to be blue moon stables at that stage we just were ready to be very open-minded and and to um yeah just see what was ahead of us and it just happens that we connected with linda so well and she had this wonderful horse available for us to lease um so that that's oh perfect yeah. Is that the big bay that she uh, she's doing, or, or brown? What, what colour is it again? It, it's a dark one, isn't it? Yeah, the big bay. He's he's lovely. His name's yeah, and he's just a, a delightful creature. So um, seventeen hands, Oldenburg cross, um, very very beautiful um, creature. Just an excellent schoolmaster for her to learn a lot more. Oh, cool. Yeah. So you had your horses on your own acreage in, in Warner. Now you have a leased horse at a barn. How, how is that transition? How is that different? Oh, gosh. It's, um, oh, it's, it's such a different culture. All the time that we go out, I, am, I, I exist in two emotional states. It's hard to explain, but in Australia we're so lucky that the equestrian sport is so affordable for the for the common person mm. who has an interest. It is so affordable. Pony Club is a great environment. There are so many pony clubs around with fantastic facilities. Um, and Burping Gary being, you know, in my mind, one of the best. And mm. so it's a very affordable sport for most people. And you don't need to have, you know, the big money to buy something that's reasonable because you have access to excellent coaching um so there is that and then having the horses in the backyard where we can have that flexibility of riding when we want managing it around school and our schedules um and not having that now we work on a very tight structured routine we balance it daily it's a half an hour trip to the barn we have responsibilities when we're there that we can't just put off to the next day and you work very, very hard with the relationships around you. So we work hard to develop really good relationships with the other people in the barn and with the owner of the horse as well, because we feel the constant privilege and we're, we're grateful for the opportunity that he presents mm. to us. So it's, it's, it's vastly different. It's probably more um, the way you'd experience it in Europe. Um, yeah. And it comes with its own challenges, for sure. Yeah, the particular barn we're at is is a barn of wonderful, down-to-earth people um, and they're kids that work hard and they're very diligent children and very diligent parents and the boarders that are there are very diligent. So you've got this whole culture of respect and honour um, around you, Yeah, which we totally love and... Um, um yeah i mean i think going from my own running my own place to when i lived in perth i ran my own barn and i had up to 10 horses there at any one time and that that's fairly small by australian standards but it's sort of not 
mm. here as well. And um, so I deeply appreciate having a barn full of people that get along well and yeah. harmony in the barn. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And is it similar to, you know, what I used to have in the Netherlands? I mean, that was on a larger scale. I think there were like 40-something horses in that, in that equestrian centre. But there was, um, you had a timetable, you had a schedule because there were lessons at certain times and then at certain times the indoor was free where you were able to ride. Uh, you were able to ride in the group lessons as well. So basically you had a choice or you had the opportunity to ride with an instructor seven days a week if you wanted to. Um, and if you didn't want to, you went for a trail ride or you you, you rode in the times when, when there was you know, it was free when it was just available and, and you went for a ride uh, without an instructor. So is, is that similar to what you have? Um, it is similar. Um, uh, Linda runs a very tight ship, so she, um, she every afternoon is pretty much lessons. Um, and luckily she has both an indoor and an outdoor, which is quite large. So there's always room to to school in around the jumps and to school indoors if there's no room in the arena so she's she's pretty flexible and laid back that way um but it is a tight ship so um you know you can't jump when a, there's a lesson um on and uh, i think there is um a balance of you know respecting the person who's paying for the lesson as well as knowing that you need to school mm. your own horse and similar to the netherlands i suppose in some areas of europe horses don't have five acres each to run around in they've got a lovely size yard but it's a yard so they get worked six days a week mm. um so there is that scheduling as well and and you know lucy's lessons and my lesson they're scheduled in and they're, and they're fairly tightly scheduled in um so we need to we need to really respect that rhythm and and i think that's an important rhythm yeah. as well Lucy's um, had the great opportunity and is going to be having more opportunities to compete at Thunderbird Show Park. Wow. I know, it's amazing. <laughs> but I, I went there and I watched these little kids on these ponies with the most amazing positions and automatic flying changes on ponies and I was just amazed. I, I'm in awe of these wonderful trainers that train these ponies beautifully. Um, in order that the kids can then learn well from them. Um, so that was a really big and really pleasant surprise. Um, yeah. yeah. And it's just the day-to-day -day experience of, of wowness that you have all the time. And is there anything that you, that you really miss from your life with horses back in Queensland? I mean, obviously you miss your ponies, but they're very well looked after. <laughs> so I see. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. There's lots that we miss. We we do miss the ease of just throwing the ponies on the or the you know dubbing my big bear on the float and taking them to the beach or taking them to um, you know leases for lessons or the the flexibility and the ease with which you can do those things which you just don't have here. Um, you know, um, one really massive difference is is that um if we go to a show here we, we need to go with linda and in many ways i'm incredibly grateful for that because she she 
she warms Lucy up for every class and it's a massive sacrifice. Wow. I know it's huge. I mean, she's there every minute. She's there coaching her through every class. She's so devoted to her students and it's a big sacrifice for her, especially when she's carrying three or four of her own horses. So it's a really big deal. And um, you do really feel that investment the coaches are giving to their students. Um, because when you're standing in that warm-up ring, there's seven or eight coaches and and they're all warming up their students. And it's this incredible experience of, of wowness. This is a big deal. So we really appreciate the flexibility that we had to be able to compete wherever we wanted in Australia, whether it was in Brisbane or, or Perth. Um, but the experiences that we're learning here are going to add to what we, you know, add to our, our knowledge and our experience when we come back to Australia. So it's, it's yeah. Um, yeah, it's kind of things we miss, but also things we're appreciating about being here. Then to compete at um, Thunderbird or any of the other shows, you need to have your EC Equine Canada membership. So you pay for your membership at three different levels, gold, silver and bronze. But to compete at Thunderbird, you can only you, you need to have your gold membership. And for Lucy to compete mm. at Thunderbird, Linda, the coach, has to sign off that she's good enough to ride there. So we have to go with a coach. We can't compete without one present um, unless I'm a coach. Um, yeah. And even though I'm an Australian coach, I don't want to do the um, transition to Canadian coaching because it's it's just not um, feasible really for me. But so there are there are some differences in that regard, and and certainly you 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 feel it in the cost because the shows are the. Summer shows are five days long and they, they go for a week to two weeks at a time. Wow. And so it's big money, big cost and um, a huge investment of time. And we're about to go into the winter season. So the winter season shows are more of those schooling shows, they call them, which I, I guess we would say they're local days, but they're schooling shows. So you take young horses, yeah. you take your green horses, your green riders and you get them competition experience. You know, you yeah. go out to to practice the things you need for the next big season. They place a big emphasis on medals and the you know the medal classes here as well. So I guess that's the same as you know um, EA. You've got those big money classes. The biggest things I've noticed in terms of the competition are the the level of um, the level of uh, skill that these young riders have really. Is, is very good and in in Canada the the culture here is um, very much in the um, equitation so the positions have to be very good yeah over jumps and the hunter that you know they have their on the flat classes the hunter jumpers have four or five different classes they do and they're judged on horse the horse and the rider and the position and the you know their ability to you know sit trot so it's kind of like an interesting mix of showing in Australia, horse showing, but they over jump. Mm. So it's very, it's a really big, big um, money thing for, for most people. So we don't do that. We just do the jumper stuff, but um, the, hunter stuff, the hunter stuff is very interesting. And it's um, positions yeah. of these young riders are really very good. 
So um, that's a big learning curve, I think, for Lucy. I thought she had a really nice position until I went out and saw these seven and eight-year-olds, and I thought, oh my gosh, you know, they've got a really, they've got really beautiful positions. The horse she's on is not a hunter horse. He's 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 a very typical jumper. So he he works in a very collected frame, very European style, warm blood. Um, with knee action and hock action. So he, he is not your hunter horse. Um, so they really require a particular hunter type, which works in a flat sort of more lengthened frame um, than a dressage frame. Um, so she probably won't do many of the equitation style classes on him for that reason. And he's got a terrible trot to sit to. It is not easy. So... Oh. <laughs> So I, I think she's just going to stick with the jumpers at the moment and then we'll see where we're at, you know, in another year's time, I think. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you so much for your time. Is there anything you want to say in as a final, final word, final things for um, anybody who will listen to this when it gets to the podcast? <laughs> um, my encouragement for parents, I think in light of um, – your new venture, which I'm very excited about, is that parents need to trust their coaches and to find, take the time to find the coach that matches the personality of the child. It isn't about going out there and winning ribbons. There's so much more about the journey and the process of learning for kids that's important than the result of the ribbon or the placing on the day. More often than not, that's just luck. So. So I encourage all parents to take the time and find a coach that really matches the child's personality and these, what the child is interested in and then trust that coach to take them on the journey. Don't be in a hurry to get the kid out competing or if you're out competing with your child, don't be in a hurry to push for ribbons and placings because that's not what it's about. It is about the journey and how the kids are learning through that process. So. That would be my thing and my encouragement really to all parents. Wow, how cool was that? Thank you so much, Jane, for letting us having a small little sliver of insight into your life with horses in Canada. And I'll leave it at that today because we're nearly at the 20-minute mark. And um, have a lovely weekend. Enjoy your horses and happy riding. I'll talk to you on Tuesday. Bye.